We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. of the Ascended Masters have been called the path above the path. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. Greetings, everyone, and thank you once again for joining us today. You are tuned to The Open Door, the Internet voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Ross Brunson. Today, our focus is God, Government, and the Ideal Society. Uh, You know, Ross, before we launch into today's topic, I think we should alert everyone out there to the fact that we have a huge conference coming up this summer here in Montana, which, by the way, is on the doorstep of Yellowstone National Park. Yes, it is. Uh, Actually, I'm glad you brought that up, Tom. We just finished our annual Easter conference, Mm -hmm. and we're already feeling the momentum building towards our upcoming summer event. The summer conference is entitled Celebrate the Victory of Life. The subject speaks for itself respecting and defending life here in America and around the world, and you are all invited. This year's conference begins June 29th and runs through July 4th. You know, Tom, every day of the conference is going to be filled with opportunities Mm -hmm. to learn, to meditate, to pray, and especially to participate in building and sustaining a momentum that celebrates life. You know, that's right. And any of you who want to come, you can save a lot by registering early. Here's all you have to do. Online, go to tsl.org forward slash events with an S or call us at 1-800-245-5445. That's tsl.org forward slash events or 1-800-245-5445. Registration officially begins May 1st. And just to be, please be sure to register before June 7th. Right. Uh, Again, Uh, go back to the site and get those details if you need them. Absolutely. Uh, Now... Where was I before I so rudely interrupted Hmm. myself? Oh, yes. God, government, ideal society. Can you imagine what that would be like? You know, looking around at what's happening in our world and in our country, I can easily imagine that. You know, we are definitely feeling the need for deep and abiding change right now. And, you know, and Tom, maybe what we imagine and want for our country is something like, oh, I don't know (laughs) what the founding fathers had in mind in the first place. (laughs) Well, yeah, now more than ever. You know, they certainly believed in divine providence and God as the source of all things. You know, I overheard a conversation the other day and someone said quite passionately, where is God when you need him? And it makes you wonder just how far removed some of us feel from our spiritual roots. You didn't look at him and say, within you? I, I, or, or not. <laughs> he, had to, he had to read my lips, I think. Well, you know, this is exactly what we're talking about. It's, it's we who must act. And remember what we've said many times. 
all energy is God's energy. God acts through us, mm-hmm. not separate from us or in spite of us, but with us and through us. You know, it certainly puts the accountability squarely on our shoulders, meaning that if we want God government, it is up to us to create and sustain it. You and me, well, and the ascended masters, <laughs> and the angels, and, and God. God. Yeah. <laughs> now that's an almighty dream team. If you're <laughs> right. <me>. They're, <laughs> they're undefeated. <laughs> And they've got a really great game plan. Sorry to keep the metaphor going. <laughs> well, just extend it a little. Does it include yeah. the Hail Mary pass? That's all yes, I want to know. Go okay. long. <laughs> okay. What the Ascended Masters say about God government, education, and the ideal society is essentially this. Government and education in the ideal society are instruments for the development of the individual potential of man in harmony with mm. all members of the community. Oh, you talk about ideal. The potential of each individual developed in harmony. With all members of the community. Wow. Right. You know, everybody working together in harmony, supporting the individual. Is that even possible? <laughs> Actually, I guess I can answer my own question by remembering what we've spoken about just a few weeks ago. And that's how it was in the last golden ages on this planet, as well as hopefully in the golden age of Aquarius yet to come. And you will remember that a couple of weeks ago, we had a lot to say <laughs> about those previous golden ages. Yes, we did. Uh, and we pondered why anyone would want to not be a part of a golden age. Did we ever come up with a good answer? <laughs> not that I recall. You know, and maybe it's about time to give the ideal of a golden age another try, which I imagine would include the basic building blocks of God, government, and the ideal society to complete the circle. I'm game. What are we waiting for? Well, that is the million-dollar question. You know, I really believe that people are beginning to wake up to their individual responsibility as God-directed beings. In fact, there are many out there who have been awake for some time, and the ranks of those who can see themselves among the spiritually aware grows daily. You're right, Tom, and it means that each one of us is important. Mm -hmm. Now, let me say that again. Each one of us is important. We each matter. In fact, the Ascended Masters tell us that one plus God is a majority. (laughs) Right. From the beginning, we were winning. Excellent. So what is the essence of God government? It, it is a direct manifestation of the people's dedication to the will of God. The will of God. You know, in God we trust. In God all things are possible. God is the doer. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, it's somewhat ironic that the Ascended Masters have told us almost any form of government will work as long as the basic principle of the soul's integrity and its relationship with God is maintained. You know, and the individual's right to become one with God is recognized as the government's supreme obligation. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't match too many of the ones that I know, does uh, it? Name one. You know, in modern world history, to name one, America is the closest (laughs) thing that we have to actually achieving this potential for true God government. You know, which is why we must resist any attempt to dilute and erode America's spiritual foundation and backbone. Yeah, it really makes you wonder, doesn't it, why anyone would want to tear this country down? You know, to ignore and to deny its rich God-endowed heritage. Well, you know, Ross, let's face it. There are a lot of people who profess not to believe in God. I love how the fact that they say they don't believe in God, but yet they say, I don't believe in God. (laughs) Shouldn't they say nothing? (laughs) I mean, it's really true. There's a lot of people out there who even deny the existence of evil. Another irony. Yeah. You know, God's gift of free will allows everyone the right to believe whatever they choose. And it is not up to us to judge another's choice. That's true. True God government makes room for even that. That's right. It makes room for everything that is good. You know, like education that's based on the golden rule, Mm -hmm. an economy that's based on the gold standard, a system of government that upholds the individual's golden right and opportunity to grow ever closer to God. It's a lot of gold. You know, I know there are those of you who will accuse us of being simplistic, Mm. yet we already know about the rightness of being our brother's keepers. We have already lived with and prospered under the golden rule. 
you know, Tom, America has always been a land of golden opportunity. So is this the trinity? Or is the trinity of the golden rule, the gold standard, and golden opportunity? Is that idealistic? Well, and if it is, is that a sufficient reason to discard the golden potential we are all capable of achieving? Well, obviously the answer is no. <laughs> I mean, but it's still a big hill to climb. It is. And while we're on this subject, here's a little explosive tidbit to throw into the mix. Oh, goody. Yep, there we go. In the ideal society, there would be no separation between government science and religion Ooh, mm -hmm. advancement within the ranks of any of these areas would be merit-based yeah entirely and, and self-mastery would be absolutely essential in this process why well because as we said earlier the supreme obligation of god government would be first and foremost to develop and support the individual's right to become one with god Ooh. well let's hear an excerpt on god government and the ideal society from the book the path of the higher self by elizabeth claire prophet and read by our friend terry kennedy let's the Ideal Society Just as man has a divine image, so the society in which he evolves also has a divine image. The Ideal Society exists as Thy Kingdom Come when every member of the group identifies with his real self and strives to outpicture the blueprint that God has ordained as the master plan for individual creative expression within a given community of souls destined to evolve as a hierarchical unit. The outer memory of past golden ages has long faded in the race consciousness, but the desire of the people for social progress and good government points to the inner memory of souls who know that there is a better way because they have experienced that way firsthand. The records of golden age civilizations have been buried not only with the continents that sank beneath the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans and with the remains of other civilizations that have been destroyed through cataclysm, but also in the subconscious recesses of all evolving on this planet. Although man has been evolving upon the planet Earth for hundreds of thousands of years, his current knowledge of history goes back five to ten thousand years at the most. Therefore, except for those extraordinary men of vision such as Plato, who wrote The Republic, Sir Thomas More, who wrote Utopia, and Francis Bacon, who wrote The Novum Organum, the bulk of the people perpetuate the erroneous concept that the perfect society is only a dream, an ever-receding goal that man may approach but never attain. The commandment of Jesus, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect, applies to nations as well as to individuals, and it is possible of attainment because perfection is the natural estate of man toward which the soul ever gravitates and because it has been attained before. Although some may find it hard to believe, the total absence of the element of evil within these golden ages did not lessen the variety and spice of life. On the contrary, the activities and creative opportunities of these evolutions were heightened by the infinite variegation and shadings of truth and the unlimited potential for scientific discovery and artistic expression inherent within the real image to which all had direct access. The challenge of initiation in the cosmic order of hierarchy kept millions happily spiraling up the ladder of greater and greater self-mastery, each step unfolding new worlds to conquer. Now government and education in the ideal society are instruments for the development of the individual potential of man in harmony with all members of the community. All institutions, public and private, stress the unity of life through its triune aspects of faith hope and charity, embraced as the power, wisdom, and love of God.
Here, the Trinity in action and a striving for excellency in all things are the motivating forces. The leaders of the ideal society are priest-king-scientists, for there is no separation between government, science, and religion, which are seen as a manifestation of the tripartite flame of power, wisdom, and love. Positions of authority in the temples and in governmental, educational, and scientific institutions are awarded to those initiates who have passed certain degrees of self-mastery and who are thereby qualified to rule and make decisions on behalf of those still going through the tests and initiations that all must eventually pass in order to win their immortality. The laws of the ideal society are based on that cosmic law that the Creator put in the inward parts of man, carefully wrote in his heart, and then sent his angels to record in the archives of universal truth. These have been guarded to the present hour in the retreats of the Brotherhood of Ascended Masters who have already passed through this or other planetary schoolrooms. The moral of the story of Paradise Lost and of every civilization fallen into ruin is that man must consider God as the origin of all things. Then he will never confuse the fountain with the stream. As Jesus said, My Father worketh hitherto, and I work. Thus he taught the true relationship that must be maintained between God and man in the ideal society. When this relationship breaks down, the ideal society cannot long endure. Next up, we'll hear a very special interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet entitled God Government. Please stay with us. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with Great Spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. 
Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Welcome back. In the following interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet entitled God Government, we will hear Mrs. Prophet share profound insights on the relationship between God's will and government, the ascended master ideal for government, and what we can do to help our leaders. Our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. We left off yesterday talking about El Moya's ideas for government. Could you tell us a bit more about those? You know, the closeness of the American people to El Moria is nowhere more evident than in their intense concern for government, which has been from the very beginning the participation of all people. El Moria has written this document that I think is so marvelous, a white paper from the Darjeeling Council table. And in this white paper, he proceeds to analyze what our attitude should be toward government because government and its correct functioning is the direct manifestation of our dedication to the will of God. Government is the will of people of the governed by their representatives and without this we cannot proceed on the path of true religion or true science. He says so many are the mysteries of life, so many are the powers of love. Yet the dust seems to be more their choice than the destiny God ordained. Now there is a remnant, and the remnant is one of hope. And these are responsive hearts. But the great cosmic net must reach into the deep and find them out. We must draw many to the higher pilaster. We must amplify the filaments of light in the body bulbs of those who are the true seed of God. We must protect and direct. Yet the veil of obscurity is very, very heavy. While man's concern for his ecology mounts, what shall I say is happening to the soul within? The moral standard, recognition of the plane of spirit, listening to the music of the stars and the spheres, creating that tie of cosmic identity, which is the fort of the will of God. These are the strong banners we raise. You'll remember, Doug, that El Moria is our own personal guru. He is the ascended master who founded the Summit Lighthouse. He says, Now we compliment those who have assisted in the expansion of the light beams from the Summit Lighthouse, those who perceive our reality standing behind the printed word, those who understand that the messengers and staff are glad servants a veil of flesh through which we indicate strands of the holy pattern. Turning his attention to the world scene, Moria wrote, Noting the widening schisms, the deliberately maneuvered divisions, being created through the dichotomies of mind and spirit in the total world order today, it is my desire to speak from our level concerning our viewpoint and our intent. Those who would set nation against nation, those who would set people against people, those who would point the accusing finger of one religion at another, 
by so doing create that fracture in consciousness which is a destructive negative spiral. May I then set forth so that all may hear me once and for all the policy of the Summit Lighthouse sponsored by the Great White Brotherhood. As the brother of humble service who assisted in the pangs of birth, may I now order the promulgation of our statement of policy and see that this shall reflect our thoughts both now and in the future. It is well known that there are in the world millions who are labeled left-wing. There are other millions labeled right-wing. There are others who choose, in some degree of human pride, I might add, the position of the middle of the road. May I say that we do not espouse any of these causes, and may I tell you why. This, to me, was the most refreshing aspect of Elmoria's consciousness when I encountered him. I found that I could be free to support the will of God anywhere in the political spectrum. I didn't have to be right wing, left wing, middle of the road. I could see the will of God and be a chila of this guru and yet be directly involved with government in America and in every nation. So Moria, to me, is the great liberator of my soul from partisan politics. And being a political science major, I found this to be a wonderful solution to a difficult problem. He writes, The magnitude of cosmic Christ's service is such that we cannot identify ourselves or our movement with one confined to a secular slice of opportunism. Those who desire to sell many copies of their magazine espouse controversial subjects, knowing that half of the people in the world will probably subscribe to their view. They play the percentages, and to them life is a wheel of roulette. From our level, we can scarcely engage in such conduct. We choose then not to favor any of these positions, but rather to recognize the whole spectrum from right to left, including the middle of the road, as the valley of reality where truth may appear mingled with error. Ours is not to create division, and the Summit Lighthouse, our organization, reflects those goals which are sound and strengthening to the human spirit. May I say in all cosmic honor that there are virtuous causes across the whole range of human endeavor, but there are many that are unvirtuous, unrighteous, deceptive, and wrongly motivated. We cannot identify with any, for our purpose is not to be popular, but to be truthful and to embrace those spiritual causes which will enable the soul itself to expand its life. I have not denied that the poor, as Jesus said, are with you always. I have not denied man's right to fulfill those social needs which to some have become a way of spiritual service. Likewise, we clearly see that among the traditions of men there are many a virtue, albeit sometimes sagging, that ought to be upheld. But where shall we position the timbers? We cannot identify with the right or the left, and we cannot identify with the middle of the road. I think then we see that the position of the ascended masters is not to ratify any human position, not to tell us that we are right, but to tell us to be wed to truth rather than personalities, platforms, because these always represent a mingling of truth and error. And what we must strive to do is to isolate truth and then champion it 
wherever it is found, and since all men and women have a creative potential to bring forth an element of God, then we should test what is brought forth by the standard of the will of God which we all have within us. And as God gives us the wisdom and the gift of vision to see and to know that will. How do we do that? Well, it is always by the reconsecration of our day and our life to that will, calling to God, kneeling in very intense prayer before we go to sleep at night, that God will realign our consciousness and we should dedicate the next day to God every night. And then while we sleep, God will purify our souls, purify our motives, give us solutions to problems. We tune into the cosmic mind, which is just like a fantastic cosmic computer. It releases us through the night all that we need to deal with the challenges of the coming day, especially should our leaders and representatives realize that they have a supreme duty to meditate upon this will of God and to be untied even to their own personal preferences and unbound by political commitments and be bound solely by and to this will of God which will surely come forth and inspire consciousness if we open ourselves to it. Do the masters influence our leaders? Almoria has kind of chuckled when he has told us of the many leaders that he has worked through, perhaps leaders that we would not particularly vote for, but he says, whoever is in office, we must work with. He says, spiritual knowledge is the highest knowledge and takes into account the total compass of the brotherhood of man. For example, when we make a pronouncement that seems to sanction one or the other, and as I've said before, the garment of righteousness must run the whole spectrum, we find ourselves being labeled and our outer voice of cosmic reason, the summit lighthouse, being labeled also. The choice we make, then, is to render the greatest service to all men and women upon the planet, wherever they appear on the social scale, from the poorest to the wealthiest, from the weakest to the strongest, from the most unspiritual to the most spiritual, from the foolish to the wise. We must serve them all. And when Almoria says weed, he's talking about the Darjeeling Council and all of the Ascended Masters. And he says, unless we do, we have fallen short of our divine office. When human reform is needed, let us be about our Father's business, but let us put the brakes on those unfortunate situations which literally tear from man the vital energies of his life, leaving him a profitless servant. Have the Masters had a great deal to do with the development of this country? The Masters, through St. Germain, have sponsored America to be a pilot nation, for the Republican form of government, for representative government, according to the inner path of initiation, whereby those who have had the greatest attainment in the Christ consciousness would rise to the position of being not simply political figures, but statesmen and great examples to the people of virtue, and the great virtues not only of religious leaders of the past, but of Socrates and Plato and the great philosophers and scientists integrity being one's determination to be wed to a cause with nobility, love, purity, and so forth. This is what we need in America and in every nation today, and of course, the Ascended Masters do sponsor every nation as the leaders of the nations are responsive to their vibrations. 
Then I gather that the resemblance between the Republican form of government and hierarchy as you describe it is no coincidence. It is not a coincidence, but you know, Almoria has said it really doesn't matter what the form of government. Any form of government can work when the basic principle of the integrity of the soul and the soul's relationship to God is maintained, and when the rulers, be it the single enlightened despot or a committee or a, a larger group or the people themselves, when the governing body considers its supreme obligation to safeguard the individual's right to become one with God. Thank you very much. Up next, our weekly Q&A, and today, once again, we are joined by Sidney Bennett. Please stay with us. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to the Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. We're back, and joining us once again is Sydney Bennett. Hi, Sydney. Gentlemen. Hello, Sydney. Well, do you believe that God government, as we've heard it described, is possible? 
You know, that's a simple question, but it's a pretty <laughs> profound one, I, I would say. You, you got know, some layers to that? You know, as we look around and see what's happening not only in America, but around governments around the world, it, it's pretty easy, or it might be easy to be a little cynical and say, you know, it is ever thus, it's ever going to be. Mm -hmm. And yet we know from the understanding that there have been golden ages on this planet, that it is possible to have God government, where individuals' rights are respected and honored and their freedom to believe, but where everyone is allowed the opportunity to pursue the truth, pursue God, and see it reflected in their daily lives. I mean, it would be incredible, and it is possible, yes. And, and to see it reflected in their leaders. Absolutely. Yeah, even better. So if we had God government, as we're discussing it now amongst us, wouldn't we essentially have a golden age, or is this, is, what's the difference? Well, I don't know if there's any real difference. I think uh, this would be, you have to begin someplace, let's put it mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, a golden age, as it's existed previously on this planet, would be with the absence of evil, which is a pretty amazing statement when you look around the world today. <laughs> but um, God government would definitely be part of the golden age, mm -hmm. and I it's a, I think we'd all agree, a good place to start. So baby steps to the golden age. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and this may be a loaded question, and no pun intended. Um, assuming for a moment that God government an ideal society, a return to the gold standard, God-centered edu education, and so on are truly possible, should we perhaps expect violent opposition and, and be prepared to defend ourselves? Well, it's not a matter of expecting it. It's here. Yeah. I, I mean, whether we realize lies that or not, Armageddon is going on. It's going on at a spiritual level, and we can also see it's going on in many places at a physical level. The violent opposition, the put-down by some of these totalitarian governments mm -hmm. of the people they're asking and demanding their freedom, is example of opposition to this. But, you know, it's like anything else. A momentum can change things quicker than you think it can. We don't have to retrace every step of the fall, so to speak, down to where we are today. If we can increase the momentum, increase the light on this planet, because it is an equation of light or darkness, we can see tremendous change uh, in a relatively short period of time. So, yes, we need mm -hmm. to be prepared, but it's going on already. Mm -hmm. And so the truth must be defended. Do you see signs of that happening now? Well, I think as you see the, the flame of, of the freedom that's sweeping through the Middle East, where they're demanding their rights, where people are standing up and with no arms or way to defend themselves and facing live ammunition and being shot down, and yet they come back and come back mm -hmm. and come back. Mm -hmm. People are reaching the point where they're going to demand their freedom and demand which is their God-given right. Yep. The Internet access is mightier than the sword. Indeed. <laughs> um, they call those Twitter revolutions, and it's working. Uh, you know, Sydney, you, you spent a few tours of duty inside the American banking system. When you look critically at our current monetary system and the somewhat dire straits we see our economy in, are we nearing a breaking point? I mean, would it be naive of us to choose to perceive these symptoms simply as the birth pains of a new golden age? Well, I, I don't have to profess prophecy to say what we all know, that the government <laughs> and the economy is in trouble. We yeah. see it on, the, on a wide scale. Um, and American people know you just can't create money out of nothing. I mean, it doesn't make sense. It, it yeah. defines every law of nature and of God. And there's going to be repercussions and results of that. And so is it a precursor to the golden age? It is if people rise up and say, no, this isn't right. We need something based on truth, on soundness, on a gold standard of what where really is value and not pretend money and pretend paper and so forth. Mm -hmm. But Yes, we could go that way, but we could also go the other way, where the economy does get even worse than it is today. You know, I, I'm reminded of a term that we hear a lot these days, fiat money. And I wonder, is that kind of like saying, let there be money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's leave that to God, shall we? <laughs> yeah. um, I don't think we can create money. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just common sense. Yeah. You know, there, I, I used to live in Minneapolis. There used to be a, 
a radio program there, and I think it was called Garage Logic. In other words, <laughs> the common sense kind of thing. So right. really, you right. know, we really know what common sense is. We just don't take time to think about it sometimes. Fiat money, that's how much a small sports car costs. <laughs> right. I used to have one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's shift gears for a moment here and move from our economy to another hot topic, uh, which is um, education. You know, one of the greatest education visionaries of all, Maria Montessori, advocated tirelessly for a child's right to receive heart-centered education, mm -hmm. an education that rested firmly on an awareness of God as life and the creative center of all things. Care to add any of this? Well, I, this is a great subject, the Montessori uh, teaching method. You know, Mrs. Prophet started a Montessori school back in the early 70s because she recognized that the basic core uh, in the Montessori method is very much in alignment with spiritual growth and spiritual progress in the development of the child. You know, I have a nine-year-old daughter, and she's grown up through Montessori. Mm -hmm. And I look at where she is educationally and emotionally, I might add, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> compared to where I was at, at nine <laughs> years old, and it's light years away. I've seen yeah. it work. It's an amazing system. But, you know, it's interesting that um, we offer expert, authentic uh, Montessori education for teachers as students, both online and in person. Yep. We, it's called the Age of Montessori. And what I want to mention about this, it's, um, it affords people to get the Montessori training and certification, and it's headed up by a lady by the name of Mary Ellen Montz. And this is interesting because we talk about the hierarchy of ascended masters and training and so forth. She actually was trained by a woman by the name of Madame Maria Gaspari, who was trained by Maria Montessori herself. Yep. She Direct passed lineage. away a few years ago at, I think, 102 or 104 or something. 102, yeah. 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 Pretty yeah. amazing. So there's a lineage there that ties directly to Maria Montessori. Wow, that's great. You know, and, that, and there's. I also have a daughter roughly the same age who's in Montessori school, yep. and the same one. Uh, and I also went, uh, as a young boy, to 7th and 8th grade at the Montessori school started by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. So, see, you children can grow up to be like me. Well, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is that a recommendation? <laughs> so let's. I want to give you a link for those who are interested in knowing more about the educational philosophy of Maria Montessori oh, yeah, and do. the age of Montessori and the complete training. It's at www.ageofmontessori.org, ageofmontessori.org. Good. Well, thank you for that, Ross. I appreciate it. Um, you know, let's talk about harmony and emotional control in an ideal God-centered society. In other words, self-mastery. Little question, how do we achieve self-mastery? Well, that's an easy one. <laughs> I think it begins with recognizing there is a path yeah. and that the purpose is to gain mastery. You know, whether you're a musician or an artist, they all work to gain mastery and to grow. And there is a purpose for that. And there's a spiritual purpose for it. We can attain mastery. This is what Jesus taught, to follow him and to do that. Mm -hmm. But we begin someplace. And the beginning is with the understanding that there is a path, that we are, met we are intended to grow mm -hmm. on this path. We are intended to learn and to do new things. And that is how we gain mastery. And as individuals gain some mastery, obviously society can gain mastery as well. Yeah, I know we were talking about that a moment ago. Well, not a moment ago. We've talked about it all through the show so far is that if the government's supreme obligation is to uphold the individual's right to become one with God and to go through that entire process, that is the process of accountability and self-mastery. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, so if we have that as our basic goal, then we're constantly being... I'm not only able but willing to support each other in the um, 
gaining that particular level of, of You know, I think one of the strengths of America in the past has been the entrepreneurial spirit in this country, mm-hmm. where people and, you know, right. amazing things have come out of individuals when they've been allowed to develop their God potential and to go forward with it. And much of the progress we have in society today is a result of these individuals, yeah. just on the physical level. Well, you know, I'm listening to our discussion here, and it occurs to me that one, one of the keys that we've talked about, self-responsibility, you yeah. know, the, taking, taking on those loads... Isn't it true that as we each assume our own loads of responsibility and accountability, that it's a rising tide that lifts all of society? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, that goes back to the issue of momentum. Mm -hmm. We can turn this ship around and it can gain momentum. I think we'd all be amazed how quickly things can change and improve. Little drops that make an ocean. Oh, yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, would you care to expand on the difference between <laughs> this is another one of those simple questions that I said? The difference uh, between an ascended master's preference for peace and the concept of pacifism. Well, I can tell you that wars have been in an unbelievably destructive uh, force on this planet. That's no surprise. You look at the past hundred mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. The ascended masters and angels work to do everything they possibly can to prevent wars because mm-hmm. the, the blood that is shed literally gives the light and the energy of God's people to the fallen angels, and it's like um, they're, they're recharged because oh. they can't get it from God, so they try and use wars to destroy the people of God on planet. So we must work to avoid war at all costs, except the cost of not defending the right to be who we are to pursue right. God. Life must be defended. Mm-hmm. And that's why on this planet, at a physical level, pacifism, you know, although it has, it has, has noble motives, it doesn't work because you must defend yourself. If you understand there is evil out there, at a certain point, you must physically defend yourself, your family, your nation, your ideals, your beliefs at a physical level. Yeah. Pray that doesn't come to that, but when right. it does come to that, um, we have to be ready. Yeah, indeed. You know, we've got to take a break here. As usual, it's hard to do that. <laughs> Don't go away. When we return, we'll continue our discussion of God, government, and the ideal society. Home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. 
Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Well, we are back um, for more discussion with Sidney Bennett on the subject of God, government, and the ideal society. And, and Sid, I, I want to say that we're not trying to play uh, stump the Sydney here. Uh, we're throwing <laughs> You're doing a, lot. a good job. I'm well, <laughs> You're handling it really well. You're taking every every curve and getting it out of the park. But here's another big question. Won't even an ideal society still have to contend with evil and the meeting out of justice? Well, absolutely. Obviously, any society must have a judicial system. Let's deal with those that that choose to ignore the ideals of society and violate whether it's the Ten Commandments or whatever you live by. But I want to mention here that a, a basic truth, and that is if people knew better, they would do better. I know that sounds kind of silly, but if people understood the simple law of karma and reincarnation, would you have people going on crime sprees? No. If they knew, you know, no. I better not, right. everyone I do is going to increase my karma, you know? And if you have an understanding of the things, people will do differently. And that's why education and understanding is so important in society, because if people had a comprehension that what they did matters and that these things they are bombarded with 24 mm-hmm. hours a day through the media, most of them aren't true. If they mm-hmm. truly understood these things, they would live differently and do betterly, and that would go a long way to solving many of the problems in our society. Well, I totally agree. Well, now, here's, here's a concept. I have a friend who said to me the other day on the phone um, that one of his children was out picturing a particular thing, some, something violent in the house. And I asked him a really simple question. I said, how many hours of television does this child see a day <laughs> yeah. where that activity is one of the foremost activities on it? Long silence yeah. as he yeah. thought about that. And he said, huh. Yeah. said, pretty simple. Turn it off. Get them outside. You, you know, I got to add here, um, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is discernment. And um, we've had friends. In fact, we have a, a family that we've been very good friends with in the past. And lovely family, very devoted, devoted Catholic family, very sweet, dear people. But the parents, I think, lacked a certain amount of discernment in mm-hmm. terms of what their children was exposed to and the effect on them. My wife is a psychologist, a child psychologist, and she has seen the effects of some of the things oh. that children are exposed mm-hmm. to. And it's just not right. And that goes back to discernment. You know, are we allowing ourselves to be slowly reprogrammed by these forces that have different motives and different goals than God government and a God society? And we mm-hmm. have to be aware of that. And, and we can never make the assumption that entertainment is naive. I mean, it is, is not anything other than positive. I mean, it, it has a very profound effect, especially on children who have mm-hmm. the inability to discern mm-hmm. between good and evil mm-hmm. and what's true and not true. Well, you know, especially up to a certain age where they're, where they're patterning. 
and they don't know moderation. They don't understand a little bit of this, a little bit of that. They think that what they see is what they ought to do. You know, in light of the solutions, I'm t- talking about idealistic societies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In light of the solutions we've been discussing for achieving this God-centered, uh, God-governed society, are we are we being too idealistic in this? Well, I, I'll go back to the comment I made earlier. Is, you know, we can become cynics and say, look, if we look back at recorded history, you know, even the times of Rome, people have drawn parallels between what happened in Rome and what's happening mm-hmm. in America today. Right. It's easy to become cynical. But we have to recognize and acknowledge that there is a way, there is a path to God government. It begins with each one of us individually, and it is something that is possible. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is possible. It is possible to succeed in this. It's possible to fail. And so if we have that realization and realize what we do counts, mm-hmm. and we're not just waiting for the, neck, the trumpet to, to sound and Jesus to take us away from us and solve all our problems, we've got to solve our own. And so, yes, it absolutely is possible. Begin within, begin with yourself. And collectively, we can get there. So it seems like well, when somebody is about to say, as they justify doing something, what what harm could this possibly do? <laughs> Pretty clear yeah. that all those millions of people saying, what harm could it possibly do? There it is, right? Exactly. Well, everything has a consequence. Absolutely. You know, I mean, little big doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it seems that one of the areas where we can do immediate good is in the area of the sanctity of life. Uh, you know, a majority of people in this country purport to be pro-life, yet we persist in allowing the practice of abortion. What can we do to change minds and hearts and stimulate effective action? You know, I'll go back to what I said before, which is if people knew better, they would do better. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, life is sacred. And if you have a perspective and a religious um, philosophy or or look at life, you know that's true. Mm -hmm. And that the life in the womb is sacred. Now, if you don't think that life has any purpose, is an end unto itself, you know, what difference does it make? Mm -hmm. But as we understand the teachings of the Ascended Masters of karma and reincarnation, that abortion denies the right of the soul to fulfill their purpose, to learn whatever that lesson they have that they need to learn to interact with certain people that they need to interact with. And so it's not just a matter of being sin or Mm -hmm. not being sin. It's a matter of it thwarts the divine plan for individuals, for nations. Many people that should be in embodiment right now should be leading our governments and our economy and helping us through this very difficult time were denied their opportunity to embody Mm -hmm. through abortion. And I want to add here that there's, you know, Hitler used to say people will believe the big lie much easier than the little lie. Well, abortion is the big lie. And people have been programmed that, you know, it's just, you know, an abortion is removing the products of conception, you know, the denial of life, the denial of God. And I want to add one other thing here is that there's many been dear souls of life that have gone through abortions, had abortions in their lives. They were under either being young or under great pressure or whatever. And I want to tell people there is a way to balance that karma. There is a way of forgiveness Mm -hmm. by serving life, whether having more children. And if you can't do that, by serving children other ways. Mm -hmm. So I I want to put this in the context that it's a subject that nobody wants to touch in the sense that it is the big lie. And as we understand the purity of life and the purpose of life and that, you know, the child that, that a couple meant to bring forth may have been key to their own spiritual growth Mm. as well as Mm. the individuals. When Mm. we see that from that perspective, we say, hey, it makes sense. And um, until we realize that and, and, and honor life, then this nation and every nation that engages in that is going to be vulnerable. Oh, yes. Well, that's interesting because our summer conference is celebrate the victory of life. It's all about the celebration Mm -hmm. of life. And so, as we said before, you might want to go take a look at the flyers and see what's going to be at that conference at tsl.org forward slash events.
Yeah, you know, um, and maybe amplifying a little bit on what you were saying a moment ago, Sydney. Um, what is the real price we pay as a nation for not uplifting and preserving the sanctity of life? Well, you lose a certain sponsorship and support and protection of God. And it's like the ancient Israelites, you know, when they got into trouble, when they'd follow, you know, some of these other um, cultures that were not of God, and they practiced some of the things, mm -hmm. idolatry, uh, child sacrifices, so forth, mm. they inevitably got into trouble. And so we make ourselves vulnerable. We create a karma for this nation that may come back as bad weather, may come back as little wars, may problem in the economy. And you could say, well, that doesn't make sense. They're not, a, they're not tied. Right. And yet, spiritually, at inner levels, they are tied. Mm -hmm. And so we need to understand that karma manifests in some way. Yeah. And that's why, as a nation, it's in our light and self-interest to preserve life, preserve opportunity. And that is, until we do that, we will never have God government, candidly. It's the missing link Absolutely. for most people. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I, I was just going to say that in terms of the energy that is created through this process, you alluded a moment ago that it can change in a, in a person's consciousness in a heartbeat. If they suddenly come to the awareness and the realization that this is an evil thing, they can begin the forgiving, pro I mean, that they can become forgiven through this process, even if they participated in it before. Absolutely. You know? And, and you know, you, you, you turn around mm -hmm. and start back up the road, so to speak, yeah. and you still have the karma of it, but God will give the opportunity to balance that karma and know that God will forgive you because we've all been subject to the lies of the fallen ones mm -hmm. um, behind it, the culture. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying every person in the, in the pro-abortion uh, culture is a fallen one. I don't mean that because people in there themselves have bought the lie mm -hmm. and the falsehood. And so oh, it's yeah. education. When you understand, it's not a matter of sin or not sin. It's a matter of purpose, of God, of life. Everything we've been talking about all mm -hmm. these many weeks, it all comes together. And, you know, we got to be in physical embodiment to fulfill this. It's, it's the way God does it. You know, it's right. interesting that, that we began with the discussion of God government and we have come to life. You know, I think that the two are so, so intertwined. I mean, it's just, it, you cannot separate the two. God government begins and ends with life as an expression of God's energy. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Very well said. You know, the statistics regarding abortion in this country uh, can be staggering oh. to behold. And especially, and also in the world. You know, are we approaching a point of no return with this? Well, you know, I don't know the answer to that. Obviously, God yeah. knows the answer. But I do know if the sons and daughters of God do not rise up and say enough, that we are going to be subject to a much greater karma than we have today. And it's interesting, mm -hmm. when you a couple denies life to a child through abortion, when it becomes their turn to re-embody, and they have to do Ooh. certain things, they then become vulnerable karmically. Mm. And they may lose the opportunity to re-embody. And people cannot make the spiritual progress they need to without being in physical embodiment. Mm -hmm. There are many millions of souls that would give anything to be in physical embodiment on this planet right now, as bad as it is. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in the spiritual realm, you understand that only by being physically here can you make the progress necessary right. and balance the karma for your homeward journey to God. Oh, yep. Well, that's all we have time for this week. We really want to thank Sidney Bennett, as always, for your wisdom and insight, and particularly on such a uh, profound, sensitive, and somewhat complicated topic. <laughs> Please join us again next week when our focus will be spiritual alchemy. You mean how to achieve our spiritual goals? Yep, and by the straightest and truest path. Once you know where you're going, this is how you're going to get there. Yeah, and until then, remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone.
again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. Thank you.